Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey guys, it's Johnny and welcome to episode 104 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here with Balka from Holland. Welcome by aflevering 104 from the Travel Like a Bot podcast. <laughs> I love that. I think I'm start doing that with every guest who speaks another language. <laughs> so welcome, Balka. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, Johnny. Thanks. So me and Balka were having Sunday brunch at this farm-to-table restaurant called Rustic Blue. Rustic and Blue. Rustic and Blue, yeah. And I had a duck confit leg. I had a brekkie stack of uh, French toast with uh, bacon. And I think I had like a veal sausage with it. And a sausage and some egg. Yep. Yeah. And mine was a crispy duck leg on top of like rosemary potatoes and a soft um, sunny side up egg that kind of just drizzled over it. Yep. And it was super good. And just during brunch, we were just talking about uh, Balka's past. Uh, actually, no, I think we started with mine. I think I, we started saying, I was telling a story. There's um, an affiliate marketer named Charles No who recently started blogging a lot just about his journey and how he's gotten to where he is. And I've never met him before, but I've read his articles. I'm friends with him on Facebook, just through mutual friends. And one of his stories was about how he got started in making money online. And we grew up in very similar backgrounds because we're both Asian-American. I think we had actually had like a lot of similarities. And one of the things that we had was we were both part of an online forum, I guess, or, you know, we would follow this website. It was called Slick Deals, um, but one of these hot deal websites where they would post deals on how you can get stuff for cheap. And the deal that came up that we had both bought, and, you know, this was 10 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, but the, this, when he was telling the story, I was like, I bought that same item. I remember that deal coming up, and it was for a Canon digital camera. It was called the Elf at the time. Retailed for maybe $400 or whatever it was, but it was on sale at Office Depot, or somewhere, maybe Best Buy, I don't know, whatever it was. But the deal was, if you go to Office Depot and you ask for a price match, <laughs> and then you print out this coupon, <laughs> and you stack it with this other mail-in rebate, you can get the camera for you know, 150 or $200 less than the actual price. And it was a really good camera, so I was so excited, I bought it. And from that point on, for the next 10 years, I spent every waking moment trying to find good deals, trying to save money, and that kind of led me to to my path of moving to Thailand, living as cheap as possible, saving as much money as possible, and kind of just hold this whole mindset. Yep. While Charles? <laughs> yeah, so what Charles did instead is uh, he saw a great business opportunity in this deal. So he started buying the same camera, but he didn't buy one for himself. He just bought a whole bunch of them and sold them on eBay, I guess, and made a lot of money doing that. <laughs> and over the next 10 years, he just grew his business and did affiliate marketing and he became one of the biggest affiliate marketers in the world right now. It's so insane that we are, we started on the exact same path. I mean, to a point where we had the same information, we bought the same product. We just had a, a slightly different mindset and shift. Mine was awesome. I saved $150. Let me see what else I can save money doing. Uh, let me see how frugal I can be. While he had the mindset of, 
wow, this is $150 off of retail price of what other people are willing to pay for it. Why don't I just sell it for full retail on a different marketplace, like on eBay, and I can make the difference. I can make the spread. You know, I can make 100 to $150 profit each yeah. time I do this. And it sounds so simple now, like when I think about it now, like I, I feel so stupid. Yeah. For like not, not even thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's, it's, um, I guess that most people would, would have thought more like along the lines that you've been thinking along. Uh, I think a lot of people are in that mindset where, uh, yeah, if you buy something for $150 less, yes, I've saved $150. And they don't really uh, want to even think about the opportunity that's there. Uh, most people are not entrepreneurial in their thinking. Yeah, and it's weird how we cultivate this entrepreneur seed. Uh, and so I was asking Balka about how he started with it all. Um, but just to kind of finish up <clears throat> Charles's uh, story, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find it and link to it. But it was a it was a win win situation for him because there was no uh, because he can just simply return the camera because there's a 30 day uh, return period for Office Depot. Mm-hmm. If he listed it, he bought it and he listed it on eBay and nobody wanted to buy it, he can just go return it and get all his money back. Yeah. So it was really like there was no downside to it. And, you know, yeah, it, it required work, you know, it required like hunting for the deal, going in, maybe maybe he had to drive to different stores, price match, he had to use his money up front, take this gamble of is it going to sell or not, even though it's not a real financial gamble, it's still a time gamble. Uh, and then have to go list the product, maybe take photos of it, put it on eBay and go through all that process. Yeah. And when I think back, maybe it wasn't that I wasn't entrepreneurial minded. Maybe I was just lazy. Yeah. Well, that could be. I mean, I don't know if you if you um, ever saw the opportunity and didn't decided not to act on it or just didn't see it at all. I think there's a difference there. Like if you see the opportunity and decide like, meh, then it's it's more of a lazy mindset, I guess. Um, cause that happens a lot too, where people are, they see opportunities, but they just like, uh, it's, it's not for me. They, they come up with some ex- excuse why it's not for them. But in the end it comes down to, I'm just too lazy to do this. But even today, now that there is more information, now that there's things like this podcast or my blog or the other people, you know, hundreds of other people out there sharing information, there is stuff that works that people can follow, but people just kind of choose not to do it. Yeah. And do you think it's because they haven't had that that mind shift switch yet, where they be, you know had that <clears throat> entrepreneurial mindset, or do you think people are like that sounds like a lot of work? Because even when I'm describing this eBay thing, like you know going out, price matching, printing out coupons, getting it for cheaper, listing on eBay and selling it, it actually does sound like a lot of work still. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I, I absolutely agree that um, people are not inclined to put in a lot of work, even when even though it seems like like the best opportunity out there and a great great deal and uh, I think that um, over the course of our education as as children from children to adults we are conditioned to not like putting in a lot of work in into things and to have things done for us and um, yeah so I think that there's definitely a, a diff- big difference between people that are willing to put in the work and people that are not and that uh, as an entrepreneur, you definitely not just have to have the mindset to see opportunities, but also overcome that limitation that you are that you grow up with uh, in the Western world, where you just want to have things done for you and uh, just have like everything handed to you on a silver platter, basically. So <clears throat> some of you might be thinking, like, "Oh man, that sounded like a great opportunity. I would have done that." 
I'm telling you guys right now, if you want to, you can just drive down to Target or whatever your local store is. Find something that is insanely on sale, something that's like more than 50% discounted. Maybe look at the discount racks or look, look to see if they have like a two-for-one sale. And all you have to do, and every single person can do this, and I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it right now, and it's not going to cost you anything. Look on your phone on Amazon or on eBay to see how much they're selling it for there. And if it is significantly less, so let's say it's 50% less because it's a 50% off sale and it's selling for full price on eBay, for example, to make it the easiest, buy that product, buy all of them off the shelf, you know, yeah. buy as many as you can afford, Yeah. go home, take nice photos, write a nice description, list on eBay. And if you sell it, voila, you just made a 50% profit. And if nobody buys it, just go drive back to Target, give them the receipt, return those 20 items that you bought. And that is literally it. And they call this uh, retail arbitrage. Yeah. Now, uh, you can do this with Amazon as well by sending the products physically to Amazon. And in general, if it's a product that, you know, is pretty much, I mean, the, the Amazon is such a big marketplace that almost everything sells. So as long as the pricing makes sense, where you have at least a 50% margin, you know, hopefully you can have buy one, get one free. Uh, like you can, you can buy for half off. So maybe you can have a 100% margin. Then that'll cover all the fees for shipping, for the Amazon fee they take, things like that. Uh, and the only people I would say don't do this is if you have something else that you're already doing that's already making money, it's probably not worth your time. I would say that is the only valid excuse. You know, if you have something else that you can you can say, well, instead of me spending 10 hours doing this, let me put 10 hours towards whatever business I'm doing right now. That is a valid excuse. But for every single person listening to this who has not tried anything yet, who is, you know, either skeptical or too lazy that online you can make an online business that you can be an entrepreneur, there really is no freaking excuse. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It's it's basically like dropshipping lights. Like how, uh, if you if you're all like at all interested in dropshipping and you're not really sure if that's something you want to do or want to get into, this might be a great way to to start with it and see if that's you know if that's something you might want to do. Yeah, and it's not even like you probably won't make a ton of money from it, but I guarantee once you start making like your first couple hundred dollars from, it's almost like thin air it's almost like it almost feels like this weird magic where if you can make money <laughs> online doing something you're like man this is something completely different than what i'm used to i'm used to wait getting a salary or like some kind of offline paycheck yeah you know do you do you remember when you f like the first time you ever made money online how did that feel um yeah well i think that for me the um uh, it I know a lot of people see that moment as like very, uh, very exciting and mind shift, mind shift, or mindset shifting. Uh, it wasn't really like that for me because I had already shifted my mindset before I made my first dollar online. So I kind of came to expect it when it came. Um, but um, I know a lot of people that aren't there yet and they and then they make their first dollar on, online and then they have like whoa this actually works but um like like you said it's so different from getting the offline paycheck because um of how different the internet is to like many people don't realize the opportunity that the internet provides because it's um it's like instant communication with anyone anywhere in the world and it allows for leverage uh, unlike any sort of offline activity uh, because with the same amount of effort put in you can reach uh, almost an infinite amount of people compared to an offline business if you sell something offline then uh, you are bound to a physical location 
uh, or you're bound to a one-on-one -on -one interaction with a person. Whereas if you sell something online, um, the only thing that's stopping you from reaching the whole world is the advertising budget you have or uh, whatever traffic method you are using, uh, how much traffic you can generate with it. That, you make a great point. That <coughs> absolutely makes sense. Uh, the biggest downside to retail arbitrage is physically needing to drive there, physically needing to find goods to sell, physically needing to purchase it and ship it, you know, and it's a bottleneck. So I think if you aren't doing anything anyways, <laughs> you know, if you spend your days playing video games or watching TV, yeah, go do this because this is a great learning experience and it's an easy, you know, very, I, to me, it's so simple. Like it, I just, it just works, you know? Uh, and the, so the only reason why I would recommend something like this for people to get started is not because it's going to make you rich, not because it's going to be, you know, anything life altering, but actually it will be because you'll know like, hey, if I can do this, you know, let me think outside the box. Maybe I can hire other people to do this. Maybe I can teach other people how to do this. Yeah. You know, um, and this is why I, I've been recommending David Vu's eBay dropshipping course lately is because not because it's going to make anyone rich, but because it is such an easy first step. He basically does something very similar to this, but he, instead of going to the store to buy it, he just lists the items first. And then when people buy it, he just orders it from the store's website. So instead of going to Target to buy the item, he just orders it from Target.com as a gift. <laughs> so they don't include the receipt and he uh, sends it out that way. And what's nice about that is first, it saves time not driving to the store. And it's the, but more importantly, and the reason why this is more of an online business is because you can automate it. You can hire VAs to do these things for you and then you can scale it, you know, because if you are physically having to do it, you can't scale, you know, like there's only so many stores you can drive to. There's only so many hours of the day, but if you can hire additional VAs and have other web presence, it's yeah. scalable. So I think that's a great way to get started. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely taps into the, uh, the point I was making about the internet being uh, having this leverage that offline methods don't have. So I want to hear about how you said you made that, your mindset shift because you said you made it before you even made money online. Yeah. Um, so when I was first starting uh, in affiliate marketing, I I did some courses. I went to some um, through some like coaching programs and one that really changed um, my mindset a lot is the um, it was called elite list building coaching by a guy called Matt Potius. Um, he um, he uh, basically before starting the actual method that he was teaching, he w made you go through the first part of his course, which was a mindset uh, part. And he lists a few books that you should read. He uh, gives you a few videos to watch, which basically go over the points we just made about entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mindset about uh the leverage that the internet provides and uh things like that also um the uh the book he recommended was uh, rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki which is if you're uh if you've never been exposed to that kind of thing before like i wasn't um it can it can initiate a huge change in your mindset because I realized when reading that book that my entire upbringing, I have been living in the poor dad mentality. Even though uh, it, it sounds like poor dad, like um, like it doesn't have anything to do with being poor. It just has to do with the mindset. Because um, I wasn't poor, my parents weren't poor. But they were in this mindset where um, they're, they're, they've been stuck as government employees for 
God knows how many years to now, like 40, um, just making the same paycheck every month and get, hoping for like a 10 or 5% raise in their annual salary every year. And, um, and the rich dad mentality just completely uh, says like, oh, that's, that's not the way to go about it. If you ever want to be rich, you got to start a business. You got to uh, use uh, leverage and scale and systemize and things like that, which I just never really considered. Yeah, 100%. That was the book that really shifted my mindset as well. And that's why I'm so happy that, you know, I was open-minded enough to even read this stuff. Because um, I think there's so many people out there who are like, no, I'm not going to read self-help books. I'm not going to read a finance book. But it, it really does, like, it could change your life. It really can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, as soon as I started doing that, I started reading a lot more books like it. Um, and uh, over the course of the last, uh, like, two years, I've read so many, like, um, mindset-changing books, um, entrepreneurial books. Um, I can name a few if you want that, that really... Uh, made a huge impact on my life. Um, obviously, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill is a classic. Um, to learn about how your your belief system influences the way your life uh, pans out. Um, the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Obviously, um, the first time I was exposed to the um, what we now call digital nomad lifestyle, but he he's like a a proto digital nomad, I guess. Um, uh awaken the giant within tony robbins is a little more um a little more like a self-help not really entrepreneurial but definitely also about how your thoughts influence your life how you uh, should avoid negativity um even when you're not happy with where your life is don't be negative about it um because it's um uh, what they say is basically if you want to be happy um you shouldn't wait for the result of something before you, you're happy. You should be happy before and then the result will come. Um, so that's definitely a, a mindset changing uh, book. And um, lately also The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco uh, has changed. Um, I think uh, that one's like when you read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, you first get introduced to the difference between the nine to five job and the entrepreneurial uh mindset and in the millionaire fast lane he goes one step further and like differentiates between different kinds of businesses and how some businesses have the potential to um, make a lot of money in a relatively short amount of time whereas other businesses might end up being just like a job and you should avoid them i like it and all great recommendations and i'm very proud to say i've, I've read all of those books and i think that actually is one of those things where if you interview enough people who are successful, who have actually gone on and done it, I almost guarantee you they've all read those books. Yeah. You know, so whether that's causation or cor correlation, it definitely doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I would highly recommend if you haven't read any of these books yet, like just, just go do it. I mean, it's like, what is it? What does it cost you to go read these books? Pretty much nothing. Yeah, know? nothing. You just uh, skip skip TV for a while or, yeah. or the rest of your life, which would yeah. be my recommendation. And then, uh, like, read instead. Yeah, they're, they're not expensive. You, you can get these at the library for free. Yeah. Um, it's it, it drives me freaking insane. Like, I mean, if you don't want to read, listen to an audiobook. Do something. Just, like, go and do it. And, and here's the thing is, I never read books... I never read a full book cover to cover until I was 
out of college, I think, like that's like 28 or something. Yeah. And it was because I hated reading. I hated the books that the teachers would sign you that were in this old school English that nobody speaks anymore. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. These words that you will never use. And I'm like, why are they making us read this crap? It's so boring. I hate it. Yeah, this this actually goes back to the the point I was making earlier, where I said that our education system is uh, making us lazy because it's making us hate the things that we should be doing, like reading good books, because of the way they they force you to read stuff that's just not interesting, boring, like. And, and we then, don't get any like value from straight away. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if I read Pride and Prejudice and I really thought about it, I really sat down and like you know, analyzed it. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll learn something from it. You know, I'm sure I would. I'm sure it'll help my vocabulary. I'm sure it'll help me like create something, right? Yeah. But when I read a book like For Our Work Week and it says, okay, do this next, do this, yeah. I get instant value from it. And that's why I read these books. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I also think that there's a huge difference between being forced to read a book and being it being a choice. Um, that that goes with basically anything they, they kind of force you to do in school where... Um, later on in life, you are uh, making the choice yourself and suddenly it becomes so much easier, like learning something new, uh, learning a new skill. Uh, in school, you're like really hating like learning or at least you're, you really dislike it because it's being forced upon you. Um, the same happened with me and uh, waking up early in the morning. Uh, I, I used to really hate waking up early in the morning. I had a job that I had to go to at seven sometimes. So I had to wake up like 5.30 in the morning to get there in time. And uh, one of the things that when I quit my job, I was really looking forward to was no longer having to wake up to an alarm clock in the morning and just uh, sleeping till like 9 or 10 a.m. And I did that for a while and I, I realized I actually hated it. And I, uh, after reading another great book, Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning, I decided uh, to give that a try and wake up really early in the morning to work on my personal development. Uh, also go to CrossFit here in Chiang Mai, which starts at 7.30 in the morning. And now uh, waking up early in the morning is my own choice and it makes it so much easier. Even if I go to bed really late and I only get five, six hours of sleep, I still do it. And um, <laughs> it's it's so different when it's a, a personal choice rather than uh, being forced upon you by your boss who says you have to come in at 7 a.m. I, I absolutely agree because when we wake up now, it's because we know we're doing something that we like doing or we're doing something that's going to help us reach our goals of something that we want to become, whether it's fitness or um, a, like entrepreneurial goal, a financial goal, whatever it is. And I'm the same way. I can sleep in all day you know most people at even at the co-working space don't come in until pretty late like 10 11 some people come in after lunch because it's pretty easy to wake up at like 10 you know and then just kind of be lazy around go get breakfast and hang out and you're like oh well might as well go get lunch now then you come in the afternoon i set my alarm for 7 30 a.m every morning and i wake up and i go to work and it's it's a choice and I and I used to hate that. I used to hate waking up early. Yeah, yeah. But I think another part of it is now uh waking up in Thailand, it's like a nice morning, you know, it's not cold, you know, you're not it's not raining usually. So I don't mind getting up. But back at home in the winters when it was freezing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you had to wake up at six thirty in the morning and it's dark still and it's cold and you have to go drive, get this cold car. Like I hated that. 
you know yeah you have to drive around for 10 minutes in the, like in your jacket and then the car warms up and then you're too warm and you have to take the jacket off again and it's terrible yeah i, I think that's a big part of it yeah so definitely na- now i've probably read you know i don't know how many books but like hundreds of books now and it's a bit embarrassing to say but the first book i ever read cover to cover by my own choice was the game by neil strauss and it was the book about the pickup artist and great book <laughs> uh the best thing that happened from that was it opened my eyes to reading self-help books. So I think that the next book I read was maybe The Secret, The Law of Attraction, where they talk about um, like manifesting things in your life by like setting goals or thinking open-mindedly. And I was like, so, you know, I was like, okay, you know, this is great. You know, maybe instead of, you know, I don't, I don't know if I believe half of the, the science in it, but yeah, maybe I should stop uh, doubting myself. Maybe I should start thinking bigger and, you know, like trying to at least have good thoughts. And I think the third book I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was when it like really changed my mind, you know, really like shifted. And I was like, you know what? I grew up with the poor dad mindset and my parents actually were poor. So not only did we have the poor mindset, but we actually were poor too. So I never had a someone in my life to like really teach me these these business lessons. And, you know, I'm sure that led to other books. But uh, the next significant book I read was For Our Work Week, which brought me here. So if it wasn't for reading, you know, that book in the first place and never would have let me here so whatever what you know however you're going to start your path i guarantee it's going to be one book that's going to be like you know what i got a lot of i got so much value out of this yeah you know where i not even value like what if it just change your mindset what if it just opened your your eyes you open your mind then that that leads the next one the next one yeah yeah so i i want to tell a little story about my brother actually now we're talking about this because um my brother he's five years younger than i am so he's 23 now and uh over the course of his life he I was always a, a student in school. I was, uh, I cruised through it very easily. I got good grades, but I didn't have to put in a lot of work. He's, he wasn't like that at all. He had to struggle. He had to go uh, drop through lower levels of schooling uh, and then climb his way back up using a lot of money from my parents in the process. And um, sort of until uh, like a year ago or so, it wasn't really clear where he was going to go and what he was going to do. And um, then when I made the decision to go out here and move to Thailand and um, yeah, basically just leave everything I had back there, which to him must have seemed like really crazy because I was the one that made it and he was the one that didn't. So why would I want to quit all of that and move here? So he had some questions for me like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And um, can, you, can you tell me more about it? And I told him... Um, yeah, sure, we can have this conversation, but I think you should read these five books first, which were the books that I just listed. And I honestly didn't expect him at all to read. I thought he would just um, ignore my advice and go on with whatever he was doing, playing video games all day. Um, but uh, to my surprise, he actually did read all the books and he, we had some pretty interesting discussions about them just like the months before I left for Thailand. And then he started college just as I was leaving. And like a few months later, my parents um, on a phone call with them told me like, they're really surprised by my brother right now because he's doing really well in school. He is the best in his class. He's teaching other students. Um, he is reading way more than he ever did before. Like, I don't think he ever read a book before. So <laughs> now he's actually reading and... Um, so I guess I, I somehow changed his mindset as well by giving him the recommendation to read these books. And um, I don't know where his path is going to take him right now, but he did choose to study um, 
a study that's like commercial sales study. So he's definitely going on an entrepreneurial uh, path as well. I think that's incredible, man. Like the fact that you didn't just, you know, had him the fish, you know, or and you said like you need the the groundwork first, you need the mindset <clears throat> first before you can do anything. And I think that's a that's a huge part of it. Is it doesn't matter what the tool that that someone offers is if someone doesn't have the mindset to use it correctly, it's gonna be useless anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, uh, on the one hand, like I'm I, as a marketer, I very often um, am the one that's just giving people the tools or at least selling people the tools, and I. I know in the back of my mind that sometimes these people aren't really ready for it, but I also know that it's very hard to sell. Um, it's really easy to sell people what they want and really hard to sell them what they need. Um, so very often uh, you see um, like anyone that's teaching like how to make money online, how to be an entrepreneur always goes with like, here's how to make $10,000 a month in, in 30 days uh, rather than uh, here's how to change your mindset to become an entrepreneur and be successful in life because no one's going to buy that product and everyone's going to buy the first product. Um, but I think that um, uh, the coaching program I was in uh, did that very well because he was selling how to make $10,000 a month, but he did start off by giving some really important mindset uh, instructions. So I think that's definitely the way to go. I like it, and and you're absolutely right. It's it's such it's so hard in this community where I genuinely want everyone to succeed. But every time people ask me to help, they always ask the wrong questions. They always ask, you know, what is step ninety nine? Now, what is yeah. step one? And sometimes you almost kind of have to just say, you know what, if this is what you want, like go ahead and buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but exactly, you know, now that you bought it, here's actually how to how to get started. And uh, one actual. It's funny that you mentioned that. I never really thought about it, but in my my course, Earnest Affiliate, I the very second video, I think, once you actually join and become a member, it says, "All right, guys, there's two ways to do this. <laughs> you can either try to do it as quick as possible, and in a month or two, you'll be able to make a couple hundred bucks, maybe. You know, and maybe if you're lucky, maybe you'll make more. Maybe you know, like you know, maybe maybe it'll be a fluke, right? But I said, if you really want to do this right, I want you guys to think long term and I want you to dedicate the next six months into doing this correctly. And I show people, you know, charts. I say, this is your potential if you try to do this as quick as possible and you try to make money as fast as possible. Here is your potential if you take your time, you you lay down a solid foundation and game plan, and this is what's gonna happen six months from now. And then I say, now it's your choice. <laughs> you can, you know, you can either you can skip to module four, you know, module four, and you can start this way, or you can go to the next video and start this way. It's completely up to you. Both ways do work, but this is your your choice. Yeah, that's a, a great a great way to do it. That sounds very interesting, and I might take that advice from you and use it when I make my own course. Please do, and actually, even when I promote other people's courses. So when someone joins Anton's course uh, for the for his dropshipping course, inside you know it's designed to to give you the tools. You know, it's kind of he assumes that if you bought this you know thirteen hundred dollar course that you're actually going to go through it and watch it and do it. But I know most people won't. Most people will. You know, they'll have, they'll think they want to do it and then they'll never even freaking watch the videos. And like, that's the easiest part is just watch the freaking videos. And right away, you know, 10 or 20% of people like don't even get around to that. They're like, oh yeah, yeah let me do it next month or when I have time next summer <laughs> or next winter or something. Yeah. Uh, so when people sign up for his course through my link, I send them access to something what I call the jumpstart videos. And in that is 
some motivation. <laughs> it basically says, look, like you bought the freaking course already. Just go do it. Like it really works. And I, and I show people examples inside, um, you know, of why I know it works, you know, why like you have to follow these steps. And then I think the very next video is like a goal checklist. I'm like, write these things down, like set dates. Like I was like, I show people well, the average amount of time it takes to uh, do the demo store, what you what you can accomplish by week one or week two, week three, week, week four. And it's just a way for me to get people to actually like take, you know, keep track of themselves uh, and dedicate to it, you know? So even though in that Jumpstart course, it's really, it was originally designed to kind of help people over certain hurdles, like the niche selection process or when an old call suppliers. But when I really think about it, I think what really benefits people is that kind of kick in the butt saying, look, like this is how to do it. This is the timeline you should be doing it and, and, and just start. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Um, it also helps um, if people are unsure about this and how to how to give themselves that kick in the butt if they already have something they know they should be doing and they, they need that kick in the butt. Uh, it really helps to have some form of accountability. So uh, either like team up with someone who's like like-minded doing the same thing uh, or get a mentor or coach that provides this uh, form of accountability or you can make a uh, commitment on your Facebook wall like hey guys uh, like tell the whole world like this is what I'm going to do over the next 30 days and uh, if I if I pussy out then just give me a kick in the butt because <laughs> I made this commitment and uh, yeah it really helps to do something like that if you're if you feel like you're stuck in the in the phase where you know what you have to do but you are still not really doing it yeah, that's why I really like the challenges. So like when I did my last store, I did 30 day challenge where I wanted not necessarily to like make money in 30 days, but I just wanted to have the store set up in 30 days. And I knew it was hard, but it was possible. And I announced it. I like did like, uh, I think I did a, a, a few blog posts a week just to put it out there. Just so like I'll have that accountability. Uh, other things I've done in the past was I would get on, on the phone uh, through Skype with a friend who was doing something similar every Wednesday and we just chat and we're like, Hey, you know, what have you been up to? Um, what have you done this week? What do you plan to do next week? And just that <laughs> helped. Yeah, totally. You know, and it wasn't like a formal thing. It was just like catching up. And I was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm lazy. Or it forced me to actually think about what I should be doing. Uh, recently I actually just joined a mastermind and it was the first time I ever joining one. Uh, and I honestly, I did not want to join <laughs> cause I'm late. I think honestly, I was like two parts. One is I think I was lazy. And second, I was like, you know, I'm already doing what I need to do. I'm fine. I know what I, what I should be doing. I'm in exactly the same boat as you. Like, I get this all the time where I'm like, should I do this to make myself more accountable to my goals? Or, you know what? I'm making a decent amount of money. I'm living very well in Thailand. Why would I go through this? Like, even now when we are at, at this, we were just talking about how we shifted our mindset, but even still, we need this. Uh, even at our level, you never really stop needing uh, the kick in the butt, basically. Yeah, 100%. And it's so it's only been about three weeks. Uh, and it was one guy, this um, French-Canadian guy named Max. He had, yeah, I know him. Yeah, <laughs> he had mentioned to me, he's like, uh, Jeanne, I want to do a mastermind. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool, man. Good luck. Let me know how it goes. And then a week later, he's like, okay, we are doing it on Friday, the 12th. And I messaged back, like, oh, sorry, I'm going to be out of town. I'm still, like, I'll be still be in San Francisco. And I'll be back next Thursday. And he's like, okay, we reschedule it to Thursday. <laughs> so you're there. <laughs> and I felt so bad that he rescheduled it just for me. 
And I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'll come. And then he sends, like a few days later, he sends like this mega Excel spreadsheet of like goal one, goal two, goal three, bonus goal dates you want to done by. Oh, wow. And he's like, please uh, fill this out before our, our meeting. And I didn't fill it out. I like, it was so bad. I, I like five, I think up until five minutes before our meet, I was laying at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was a nice day, and I'm like just chilling there. And he comes and finds me at the pool because we live in the same building. Oh wow! And he's like, "Hi, right, Jani, ready?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, guess you know." So I go out to his room, and it was the best thing I've done this year. Like it really has, man. Like, awesome. Every week, you know, it's just three of us, nothing formal. You know, it's you know, we just sit around and talk for an hour. We each, I think we each do like 25 minutes. We we talk about what we've so if anyone wants to do this with their friends this is the format we did that works really well the very first meeting you spend 25 minutes talking about your business uh what's going well what's not going well what your goals are uh and then what you want to do for next week and then the every week after that you basically do a refresh of what you've done and then what you want to do again the following week and what's good about it is not only do you get the support and advice of other people you know, hopefully that are kind of on the same level as you. So don't expect to get someone who's making, you know, ten thousand dollars a month in your group if you're making if you're just starting, you're making zero. If anything, that's probably not even a good thing for you. You probably want other people who are making a similar amount so you guys can grow together. And that's also more fair to the people who, you know, are doing well. Like I'm probably not gonna be accepted into a mastermind for people who are already millionaires, already billionaires, because I'm not gonna have that much to offer them. But if people are kinda of around but the, on the opposite, if uh, we had a bunch of people who were just starting out in our group. They probably wouldn't add any, add any value to the rest of us. So it's very important, even though it seems like you don't want someone super successful, I think it's more important to find someone who's at your level. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm actually going to be uh, doing a similar thing uh, next month, starting next month in uh, Vietnam, where I'm going to be moving after uh, after Chiang Mai. And uh, I already talked with some people that were going to be moving there with uh, about, hey, let's do a mastermind when we get there. Because uh, we were all talking about business and we all kind of like gauged that, hey, we, we all have these struggles and problems that we can help each other with. So uh, when we go to Vietnam, let's do a mastermind there. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And, you know, it starts with one person just organizing it. Yeah. And all you have to do is just pick a time and make sure people come. That's it. Like, like that's really it. Like, you don't need to make a fancy document. You know, it could just be like a piece of paper, like... What are three things you want to do by next week? And you, you know, you can do like an accountability bucket. You know, you each put money in, whatever. But honestly, you don't even need to do that. I think just the just the fact that you wrote it down and you committed to it, you you end up doing it. And I catch myself not doing it until you know one hour before <laughs> the um, the next meet. But because I don't want to show up saying, "Oh, I've done nothing" or had excuses, I crush it in that hour. I like go through my list and I'll do like five things in an hour, which normally would have taken me like the whole week. Yeah. So absolutely highly recommend everyone do this. And if you can't do it with people in person, I, I would recommend doing it with people in person. I think it's it's fun, but it's also kind of a better experience. Just do over Skype. If you don't know anyone, if you, none of your friends are entrepreneur minded, meet other people in like forums or the member communities of whatever course you're doing so if you're in anton's course just make a post saying hey looking for three people to do mastermind um you know anyone in this city or you know anyone want to do it on you know every thursday at this time and i guarantee you'll, you'll find people 
Yeah, so when I first started out in the uh, the course I mentioned, um, there was a weekly webinar. Every week, uh, the, the coach would host a webinar, and there would be the webinar itself would be quite as short, and there would be this long Q&A session afterwards, which kind of turned into a mastermind for, like, there were, like, dozens of people in the course, but only, like, a handful that would actually show up and participate in the weekly webinars, which was, like, me and three or four other people. So that kind of turned into my first mastermind, and that's where I first saw the value in doing this, because um, during that that course, me and those four or five other people became the most successful students of this coach and the first ones to actually like really profit from the method he taught. I like it. So could you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, what were the, the steps? How long did it take you to become profitable? Yeah, so the course is about um, building an email list using um, uh, make money online offers on, uh, on affiliate networks. And uh, using the, um, the traffic from other list builders that are already successful and selling their, their, um, their traffic from their list. So um, without going into too much detail, you're basically just like building a list of make money online prospects and then um, trading traffic with other list builders to, uh, to grow that list. Um, and I started out um, in affiliate marketing by just going through some YouTube videos on affiliate marketing and then one of them introduced me to the Warrior Forum which you're probably familiar with um, which is like right now it's kind of kind of sketchy and no longer really valuable then it was still like towards the end of the period where there's still some value in the forum it wasn't like really valuable but there Do was not join the warrior forum. yeah yeah it's it's right now it's terrible like uh but back then it still had some value and that's where i found this coaching program and uh this guy did a good presentation i kind of identified with him and like i thought like this might be something to get into and um i joined his course uh, started doing that method. Uh, it required some initial investment because you have to pay for traffic, which was actually good because it helped me uh, with the mindset of like not being so afraid to invest money into starting a business. Because there's a lot of on the wire forum, there's a lot of people that like promise you like how to make money with free traffic, free method, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whereas um, I was always a bit skeptical about that, and all the methods that seem to work seem to require some investment. So I, I definitely. Uh, invested some money initially in it and uh, it only took me like two months to recuperate my initial investment and after that um, I started making a profit uh, from that method so yeah very very nice I like it so the note on you know free free traffic I think there's only two ways to get to get like enough traffic audience you either have to pay for it with money or you have to pay for it with time yes <laughs> You know, so if you want to do or like if you want to get free traffic, like I don't pay for any advertising for my blog, podcast, any, you know, pretty much anything uh, to do. Like aside from like, let's say my job shopping stores, I pay for ads to go to my products. But for my normal brand, which I make money from from like affiliate offers, I've never paid for a single ad. Uh, but what I have paid for in is time. You know, I've put out blog posts that take me eight hours to write. <laughs> You know, I put out podcasts that take an hour to record and then another hour to edit and upload, another hour to do, you know, whatever. So these are things that you can, if you don't have money, but you have a lot of time and you can have valuable content to to give, 
you can build a lot of free traffic from there and then you can monetize it. And that, that's what I teach in Earnest Affiliate. But by no means is it free in a sense where you're not, you're not giving something, you know, you're giving time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I went the opposite direction with my business. I decided that I didn't want to invest a lot of time. I wanted to uh, invest money instead and then um, go from there. So uh, yeah, I, I definitely see that both methods work and have their own uh, pros and cons. Uh, so I guess, yeah, we, we just cho chose the different route. And what's so crazy is even though we both technically make money from affiliate commission, you know, so you can, you can consider both of us affiliate marketers. What we do is so night and day different. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like they need to have two terms for it. Like I, I'm sick of calling what, what I do affiliate marketing because it has nothing to do with what Balka does or even what Charles Noda does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because it's both affiliate marketing in the sense that we, we make commissions from affiliate offers um, the the methods we use to generate traffic to those offers are so completely different that um, it yeah it's like two two different businesses completely and um, I always when I when I when I talk to people like about what I do um, I always try to gauge like their level of um, knowledge about internet marketing if. I think it's like zero. I tell them I do online marketing. If it's like they're digital nomads, probably uh, I tell them I do affiliate marketing. But um, often when they do know what that is and the follow-up questions are like, oh, so you have like a blog or do you do like SEO? Because then, you know, you get into the, the nitty gritty about affiliate marketing and it comes out that there are so many different ways and methods to do it that affiliate marketing itself is not a thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like saying, like, I do business. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I would say what I would call your type of uh, affiliate marketing or, or Charles knows affiliate marketing, I would call that PPC marketing. Would that be a little bit more Yes, more that's that's one uh, one way to describe it, yeah. Uh, on on uh, things like the Warrior Forum and other internet marketing forums, it's often referred to as CPA marketing as well okay. uh, because of the... Um, uh, the affiliate offers that we use to make money are often on CPA networks. Okay, so PPC stands for pay-per-click, which is like putting out a, an ad where it costs 15 cents for someone to click it, uh, or you pay 15 cents for people to click it, or more likely a dollar, <laughs> uh, $2. Uh, and CPA stands for cost per action. So can you explain that? Yeah, uh, cost per action means that um, the affiliate offer is... Um, the, the affiliate, the advertiser on the back end of the affiliate offer, which is the product owner, wants the customer to perform a certain action on their site. So this could be as simple as enter an email address into a, a capture form. Um, or it could be like fill in an entire form with like name, address, phone number, etc. Uh, which is uh, just providing leads to the business. But it could also be they want them to buy their initial product, their uh, yeah, their initial offer. Uh, so because it's not um, based only on sales, they they describe it as cost per action because the action can be very different depending on uh, what the what the advertiser wants. Uh, it could also be an app install, for example. It's very uh, popular nowadays, um, and because those things are so different from one another, 
but the the methods in which we, we promote them is the same we have one term for that and that is cost per action that absolutely makes sense and i would say what you what you do is cpa affiliate marketing and then what i would do i'm more of like a content creator that happens to monetize my content with affiliate offers yeah so for the best example the easiest example of this i can tell you guys is if you're interested in anything that we talked about today whether it's one of the books uh, or one of the courses that balka mentioned if you go to the show notes of episode 104 i'm going to make all those links into affiliate links so if you buy uh, a copy of think and grow rich or rich dad poor dad it's going to that link is going to take you to amazon but it's going to have my affiliate uh, partner code embedded which means i'll get six percent or whatever it is of that book sale so if enough people do it then i get a big commission check at the end of the month yeah uh, but I, I think so the, yeah so the way it works is these are things that we would recommend anyways i mean i didn't i didn't pay balka to recommend rich dad poor dad <laughs> you know robert kiyosaki didn't say hey if you talk about this on your podcast um you know we'll give you you know 25 cents or even $25 or even 250, you know, like he could, Robert Kiyosaki can come to me and say, Hey, I'll, I'll give you a thousand dollars to mention my XYZ product. And if it, if it's not something I believe in, I'm not going to talk about it. I want to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But if it's a good product, then I'll talk about it for free. And if you buy it from amazon.com straight, I get zero. Or if you buy it from wherever straight, I get zero. But if you go through my link or my show notes, then I will get credit for it. And I think that's, that's you know the easiest way to explain what I do. Yeah, yeah. So on the other hand, what I do is I pay for traffic to affiliate offers on advertising networks. Uh, mostly I use Facebook PPC right now, which is the ads that you see in your Facebook uh, newsfeed. Sometimes you see sponsored posts on your newsfeed. Sometimes you see the ads in the right-hand sidebar of Facebook. Um, so I buy advertising on Facebook in those uh, places. And then I send that uh, that traffic to affiliate offers. And the idea is um, that the payouts I receive from the affiliate commissions are going to be higher than what I pay for the advertising on Facebook. And the difference is my profit. So it's an arbitrage system. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. And you know this gets really complicated, so that's not today's topic. But I'm sure there's tons of ways to find the right audience to, to send the, the ads to, you know, to convert and things like that. But so in general, how long did it take you to kind of figure out affiliate marketing and where are you now? Um, I, well, on the one hand, I don't believe you've ever really figured it out. So you're always learning uh, because uh, the internet changes, technology changes at a very rapid pace. So don't expect to learn affiliate marketing once and never have to learn it again. Uh, it's always changing. And, um, if you want to do it, it's something you cannot do uh, by just like learning it once. You have to keep innovating, keep learning. Um, but like I said, when I first started out, I started profiting from it after two months. So that's that's how long it took me f to go from zero to making a profit with affiliate marketing. Um, to say I've really figured it out, I, w I wouldn't say that that I have. But it took me another year to to be somewhat competent in my own eyes. And now... I'm at a level where I yeah I can start campaigns and I can I can quickly see like is this going anywhere or not um, but again I, I keep I spend as much time maybe even more time learning about affiliate marketing even now uh, than I do actually do the marketing itself make ads landing pages etc 
Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, I, I, as far as most of the people I've met who do some kind of CPA marketing, they it's it's been this kind of a similar story where they might have gotten like a little bit of success right in the beginning. So they're like, okay, I, I know this could work with the right offer. But then it takes them usually a while, like a year plus, you know, and a lot of money too. I mean, like how much money do you think you've invested in learning these things or testing things? Oh, um, phew, it's hard to say. Uh, like uh, thousands, more than thousands of dollars over well, the course of the last two years. Was it worth it? Uh, absolutely. Like I'm here now. I'm. <laughs> I I was able to to quit my job, move to Thailand, and uh, like life has been really great since I did that. So uh, that was all possible because of affiliate marketing, because of that initial investment that I made, because that initial mindset change I had through the course I bought uh, for two thousand dollars. So yeah, that was totally worth it. Even though um, I I don't I I mean I don't consider myself really rich or anything, but just because of how much my life has changed. After all of that, I yeah, I would totally do it again. I like it, and let's not forget that it, even before he bought that course, he bought the books. He and we, like rich dad poor dad for our work. We uh, thinking about rich waking the giant within, uh, and these these kind of made that that it basically set you up for success for when he did join the course. And then when he did join that course, did he, and he made you read more books, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, and that's it happens every time I I I make another investment, um, even a mo- like a monetary investment. There's always a, a time investment that comes with it as well. Like uh, now I invested in another course, but I'm gonna have to go through so much material and so much reading and watching videos and trying to figure things out. Um, so yeah, there's there's that always. And um, like I said, affiliate marketing changes so much. The internet changes so much. I believe that uh, without like constantly learning and improving, um, online business is not possible. Yeah, I, I 100% believe that. But what I like about it is the fact that we can do it like on our own terms, in our own time, from wherever we want, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I can take like. I can take a few weeks off if I want to and just go and travel. I did that in November, actually. I I worked only like a little bit and I was just traveling Laos, Cambodia, Bangkok. I had a, I had a great time. And then um, this January, I started like really, really focusing on business again for a few weeks. I got a, re- a really good campaign up and running, did very well. And then I went to Koh Tao for a week, had lots of fun drank every night party diving went to the full moon party so yeah it it's like uh uh you're so free to do that like you can do uh, all of this like really fun travel stuff really fun uh adventures and then go back work on your business and because it's an online business even when you're not working on it it's still up and running it's still making you money like it's not like if you really want it to grow and improve then you have to work on it but when like like i said in the beginning you have this leverage element in internet marketing where you can just build a system that works and it keeps running for a while at least when you are just doing something else i like it so do you mind just kind of sharing some examples of like kind of the lifespan of a of a campaign like is it something that like after two weeks you know okay this makes zero so it's dead or if um if it makes money it usually lasts for 
X amount of months and then, you know, like just, just out of curiosity. There are so many different factors that come into play that it's very hard to say that. However, um, what I can tell you is with Facebook PPC, because if like it depends on the traffic source as well. So for me, Facebook PPC has been big for me for a while. With Facebook PPC, it takes about three days of uh, buying traffic before the results are at, at all reliable because uh, Facebook has created this machine that is just, it's genius. It's like, it's almost artificial intelligence. Like it's so, it predicts things, it, it, it generates its own traffic. Like, but it takes about three days of running a new campaign before that starts kicking in. So the first three days, if you run Facebook advertising and you don't see results for three days, that's perfectly normal. The first three days, Facebook's algorithms are figuring out how to run your campaign. And then after that, the data starts to become reliable. It kind of depends on your daily budget, whether or not um, the data is going to be any relevant to you. Like, for example, if you promote an affiliate offer with a $1 payout, um, it only takes a few dollars to know whether or not it's profitable. If you promote an affiliate offer with $50 payout, you're going to have to spend at least $200 before you know whether it's going to work or not. So um, when you're just starting out and you want to do paid advertising affiliate marketing, it's a great idea to start with lower payout offers. That's what I did last year. I had a, a really successful campaign on an offer that paid out uh, $2. And at some point, I got it to a level where it made me like over 10 k in a month even though it was only a $2 payout because I was able to scale it up so much with, uh, with paid traffic. Um, but then uh, once you get to that point, it's, it depends on what niche you're in and what, uh, what the offer is doing, what the offer owner is doing. Um, but any, anything can change at any moment with a paid affiliate marketing. So for me, that offer lasted a few months and then it died um, because... I was paying more for traffic than the offer was paying out. The payouts were lowered by the advertiser because they weren't making as much money anymore. Um, Facebook didn't like the offer anymore, so wasn't didn't allow promoting it anymore on their platform. Things like that change all the time, and that's why you constantly have to uh, improve and evolve. Okay, so if someone wanted to learn more about CPA affiliate marketing, where would you suggest they go? Um, yeah, it's this question comes up a lot, and I find that there is... Um, scattered like a lot of scattered information there's a lot of misinformation when it comes to this because there is so much hype around the cpa marketing because it's sort of like a get rich quick scheme but not really but a lot of people promote it like a get rich quick scheme so don't go to the warrior forum that's my first first advice like on the warrior forum you will find like dozens if not hundreds of cpa marketing products and um if they even have good information it's usually outdated or just in general like bad information uh stack that money forum is a great resource for uh learning about cpa affiliate marketing although um it's not really newbie friendly in my opinion so if you're like if you have absolutely no idea about internet marketing in general um you're gonna be very overwhelmed and you're gonna have no idea where to actually start it doesn't have a step-by-step here's how you go from zero to a hundred dollars a day and then scale it up to a thousand or ten thousand um because i feel like uh cpa marketing in general is a sort of like a closed off guarded world where many people are like not really willing to share what they do because of its nature like it's arbitrage so if you tell someone exactly what you do 
like here is what I do and how I do it, they'll just rip off what you do and they'll um, they'll just take a part of your profits. Um, so you you have to learn the skills that are required. So how to find your own offer, how to s come up with your own marketing message, how to set up your own Facebook ads account. You cannot rely on copy pasting someone else's method, uh, which yeah makes it a little harder for some people to teach it. Um, I am actually working on my own course for CPA affiliate marketing because like I said, it's I feel like there's not a great resource for it out there right now. And I have had a lot of friends asking me, like, what is it exactly that you do and how do you do it? And every time um, I couldn't really come up with the, the best answer because like, where do I go to learn this is basically the question they're really asking. And never I could give them a good answer because I can send them to the Stack That Money forum and often I do, but I feel like it's not going to help them as much as they expect it to. So I feel like I should make my own course on this. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that and I'm looking forward to checking out that course. Uh, I actually interviewed two other members of Stack That Money, um, episode 80, which is Nick and Robbie, and then episode 81, uh, which was Derek. So they they're, they all do kind of similar things. So if you guys want to check that out, um, I'll have a link to those episodes in the show notes. Uh, any any idea when your course is going to come out, how people can find you? Um, yeah, you can find me right now on libertytotravel.com. Um, that's sort of my brand name right now. Um, my course is like, it's just an idea I have right now and I'm working out like how I would structure it, how I would make it. So it's nowhere near, um, releasing, but, um, I plan on releasing it this year at least, uh, preferably, uh, before the, uh, the end of the year, before the autumn actually. So in the summer, I want to have a rough, like 1.0 version, which will be, um, sort of like a beta because I, I don't believe in like releasing a completely polished and finished product because um, I don't think that you're ever going to be satisfied with your product before you release it. So I'm planning on releasing a, a rough version of the product for a very low price, then getting feedback from my first customers and then using that feedback to make the nice polished 2.0 version that's going to cost way more but is also going to have a lot more value uh that's exactly what i did with earnest affiliate uh, I, I released it at 197 and the goal of it is to have the first 100 members be kind of like a case study to try to get them to build up their 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 blogs their brands have them start making some money and figure out like what what can i how can i really help people to get started you know how can i because i know it takes I don't want it to take six months to a year. Yeah. I want people to be able to do it in two or three months. I think that's kind of a, you know, I, I don't want anyone to ever think that they can do it in like overnight or in a day, in a week or something. Cause I don't think that's possible for anyone. But I do think that if we can figure out like a minimal viable product, just like a set, you know, a very easy to follow standard or like this is what you do for the, the first 60 days or, or two months, I definitely think that's 100% possible. Um, so right now, like everyone in my in my course is basically my case study. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how we can take that process from, you know, taking five or six months to two or three. And as soon as I figure that out, this course is gonna be like a thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's roughly the same uh, idea that I have. Yeah. 
I like it. So, Balka, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and if you want to check out uh, Balka's site, it's libertytotravel.com. And again, I'll put it in the show notes. This is episode 104, Travel Like a Boss podcast. Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes uh, as that helps a ton of getting this stuff spreaded. And uh, that's it. So, see you guys next week. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.